Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for The New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. Welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I'm your host, Misha Globerman. Trampoline Hall is a lecture series that takes place in a bar, usually in Toronto, sometimes in other cities. People give lectures on all kinds of subjects, with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on topics on which they are professionally expert. After each lecture, we take questions from the audience. This is the Trampoline Hall podcast, which is which comes out of the show in the bar, and we've been doing the podcast for, uh, how long have we been doing it now? 20 years. <laughs> it's like a year and a half. We've been doing it for a while, and we keep changing up the uh, um, uh, format of it. And uh, in terms of like the timing, uh, so at first I think we were doing them every week, and then we did them every two weeks, and then we did them every month. Then we thought we would move to every year, but that seemed one episode a year seemed not enough. And then we're like, what is it that's between a month and a year? And the answer is a season. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, re- we're going to uh, release the episodes in these sort of mini seasons of six weeks, uh, six episodes over the course of six weeks. So this is the first one, and we're going to be releasing one episode a week uh, for six weeks. Then we'll take a break, just like the real seasons do, and then uh, we'll come back in a few weeks, and then we'll do another uh, another run of six episodes. The other thing that we're doing is that for each of these seasons, we are putting a different person in charge of going back through the Trampling Hall archives and choosing the six episodes that they want to give to you. Uh, so this season, uh, the person who did that is Margot Williamson. She combed through the Trampling Archives and chose uh, six lectures uh, for the podcast. Um, by the way, if you like the show and you're in Toronto, you should really come see the show. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, join the mailing list. Uh, it's it's great. I think that's about all you need to know for now. Uh, so let's get on to uh, this episode's lecture. As always, uh, the lecture may contain a mature language. That's a warning, but not a promise. And for this episode, the lecturer will be talking about her car, a raccoon, the moon, love, and another thing. And the lecturer is Susan Fothergill. Thanks. Hi. Good evening. Um, There were some plans I had, but actually everything changed because I'd been looking for something for quite a while, and I found it yesterday. And... uh, uh, I think my friends have seen it before. It's a piece of dinosaur dung. And I, I, there are things that have kind of helped me. This helped me when my kids were little because sometimes you're impatient. And I always like to think of this as about 400 million years old. But it is. I think it's actually about 70. But the thing is, um, it looks like it's turned to ruby. And it just takes a long time, and people are very impatient with uh, themselves. We all are, and uh, it just takes a long things time for things to transform. And I'm really nervous because I don't usually talk. So um, I thought it would be very hard to talk for 10 minutes about anything. So I have papers in my pocket to um, start anywhere. Just start anywhere, like uh, the clown or the fool. Uh, my car. That's one thing that... I love my car. 
<laughs> and things have happened while I'm in my car that have made me change. And this was one of them. This really shocked me. I know how you all feel when you get a ticket on the windshield. But one day I came out and I found this note on the windshield and I've saved it just to remind myself sometimes of something. Uh, it's very, I wish you could see it. <laughs> you need help <laughs> with three exclamation marks. And, uh, uh, please read, PLS, read. Three more exclamation marks. And I'm looking around, I'm on a nice street with townhouses and uh, very beautiful cars all around me. And Oh my God, lady. <laughs> In the corner though, the person has put 0840 hours. So early in the morning, I'd gone into a class and I came out. Is this working okay? For okay, okay. Oh my God, lady. <laughs> you are dressed to the nines and you, and you then step out of a piece of junk such as this. Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> this is true. Your car should match the way you dress. So there's a little sad face and more exclamation marks. And I'm looking around and I thought, well, and plus on the inside of my car, the, uh, the, the, there's cloth and it hangs down. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, you've been in it. It's kind of like a sultan's uh, or a, a tent. I thought they should have told me what car I should be driving, though. And then when I got home, I, um, I actually went straight to the car wash. This is how it changed me, and I got rid of all the bird shit. Because <laughs> I feed the birds, and, the, and my, anyway, my car was covered. <laughs> uh, how well, it, well, it changed me, changed my life in the summer, because I was driving along Queen's Key, it is falling apart quite a bit, my car. Um, and a, a policeman ran out from, I was listening to music and just shoo, speeding. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's waving his arms and I thought, oh, how interesting, he's chasing somebody. <laughs> so I kept going and, and then, it, well, it was me. So <laughs> uh, I was very nervous because I need my car, it's a working car. I transport all my artwork on the roof rack, and I really need it. So I was thinking, oh, he's going to take me off the road. So um, I opened the door because the window won't open. <laughs> so I had to, <laughs> oh, I was very nervous. So I opened the door, and he looked at it, and it has duct tape, clothespins, and uh, there's no side panel on there. <laughs> but he looked past that, and he looked at the windshield, and he said, uh, how long have you had that? First of all, sorry, he said, whose car is this? Um, mine. And uh, I said, I know it's a beater, but I really need it. Well, when did the windshield crack? Well, it's been like that for quite a while. <laughs> Where's your side panel on the uh, for the door? And I said, it's in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I pointed to where, and he said, yeah, I see there's some plastic missing. Okay. And... Um, he said, I started to get out of the car, and he said, get back in, and I was, 
because I had gone around while he was looking under the back of the car. I got out and I said, I did get a new muffler recently. And he said, get back in the car. So anyway, he looked it over and he came back and he had all my particulars and he said, Susan, uh, I'm not going to look at your car anymore. I'm just going to give you your ticket. And he gave me the ticket and uh, with only five over the speed limit. And I decided just to take the gardener from then on. I'm not going to get stopped on the gardener, I don't think. <laughs> so that changed. <laughs> Things changed. <laughs> Queen's Key, there's always somebody there. A few weeks ago, I got caught again. I actually am a very good driver. I have a perfect record, but I, I did speed that time. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I paid. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my car. And I thought, oh, I'm going to just go along King Street. And I, I was coasting around the corner, and nothing coming either way, right into a policeman. So I got caught for going through a stop sign at, um, they're always there apparently, um, River and King. And I, I thought of the movie Star Wars when Obi Kenobi and they're, they're in the car and the stormtrooper wants to stop them and then he has to change the guy's thinking to let them go. D I don't know, do you remember that? It was. <laughs> Okay, well, so when my kids were really little, I, I, that stuck in my mind. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. So I got out of the car. <laughs> and the first thing he said to me, because I thought, again, my car is, I'm going to get taken off the road. I really need it, just for a few more months. And he said, well, what's it like having a birthday on Christmas Day? I've always wondered. So then I could tell him, and he just gave me the ticket, and I was fine again. That's <laughs> true. That's, I'm serious. I came here on the streetcar, though, because I have a flat tire now. <laughs> and I've had, well, anyway. So, there are more car stories, but let me see what else. I have another, actually, this, uh, this I put in last minute. Uh, this is a beautiful fossil of a uh, lily. And I'd given it to someone for his birthday years and years ago. It was a big party, a scientist. And he was laughing at this and saying it was a screw. And I said, no, it isn't. This is a very old, old fossil. So I took it back. <laughs> <laughs> the moon. It's the full moon tonight, as you know. So um, this is, what am I, what can I say? It's just, <sighs> I advised my friends not to take their cat to the vet. They were going to have the, the little girl uh, spade and uh, apparently there's more blood flowing when the when the moon's full so it's better to wait a few don't have any ears pierce piercings any uh, operations during the full moon <laughs> okay but it's also a really good time to just stop and think for a little bit I each one means something has meant a lot to many people over the uh, eons and this is a time obviously of renewal and rebirth and the light is uh, coming earlier, uh, things that can make you feel good because the worst of the winter is over. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, could I read you something? One, how much time do I have? Um, there's something I'm looking at today um, and I thought I'd bring it. It's Endurance Shackleton. Do you know this book? Again, winter. This is a fantastic book, and it's um, 
almost the birthday of Shackleton, but I don't know, just a scene to make you feel better. They were out in the most treacherous seas in the whole world. It's where all the worst weather is. This book is unbelievable. But today I was think I, d I just happened to read this because I was looking for something. And it's after midnight, and they're, they're right in the middle of darkness and waves, and there's n they're all the hair's fallen off their reindeer suits, <laughs> and they're, it's just, <laughs> it's gotten into the water. It, it's just terrible, and they have rocks in the bottom of the boat, and they have to keep moving. Anyway, so <laughs> this is one of the most epic journeys of, it's like the moon landing, really. <laughs> like the moon landing would have been to them then. Yeah, okay. So, and they only have a compass and a, um, a sextant, yeah, so they can't see anything. And Shackleton thinks, wow, his eyes were just growing accustomed to the dark when he turned and saw a rift of brightness in the sky astern. He called to the others to tell them the good news that the weather was clearing to the southwest. A moment later, he heard a hiss, accompanied by a low, muddled roar, and he turned to look again. The rift in the clouds, actually the crest of an enormous wave. This is a 22-and-a-half-foot boat with no top, no lid. It's just open. He spun around and instinctively pulled his head down. For God's sake, hold on, he shouted, it's got us. For a long instant, nothing happened. The care simply rose higher and higher, and the dull thunder of this enormous breaking wave filled the air. Five men in this boat. And then it hit, and she was caught in a mountain of seething water and catapulted bodily forward and sideways at the same time. She seemed actually to be thrown into the air, and Shackleton was nearly torn from his seat by the deluge of water that swept over him. The lines to the rudder went slack, then suddenly seized up again as the boat was viciously swung around like some contemptible plaything. For an instant, nothing existed but water. They couldn't even tell whether she was upright. But then the instant was over, the wave had rolled on, and the cared, though stunned and half dead under a load of water that rose nearly to the seats, was miraculously still afloat. Then there's bailing, and then there's <laughs> wet sleeping. I mean, uh, uh, so feel cozy in your bed. Love is always love, and it's February, and um, even if you've had horrible, horrible Valentine's days and you want to just be in a coma for days or something, just embrace it. <laughs> I do have a recipe for 1,200. Um, I cook a lot, so this is a... This I'm not making, I cook a lot, so I have a lot of recipes, and this is so funny, I thought, anyway. It's a recipe, for those who can't hear, it's a recipe that serves 1,200 people. It's Kentucky Burgoo, <laughs> and it makes 1,200 gallons. <laughs> but it's not for vegetarians, but still, it's very funny, it, it really. It's celebrated stew, served on Derby Day, but anyway, it's... Um, 
it's a very picturesque sight to see Mr. Looney, aided by many assistants, preparing this dish over open fires and huge kettles, which are kept simmering all night. So 600 pounds of lean soup meat, no fat, no bones. Can you imagine? 200 pounds of fat hens, 2,000 pounds of potatoes peeled and diced, <laughs> 200 pounds of onions, five bushels of cabbage chopped, 60 10-pound cans of tomatoes, 24 10-pound cans puree of tomatoes, mm, 24 10-pound cans of carrots, and 18 10-pound cans of corn. Red pepper and salt to taste. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can season it with Worcester, Tabasco, or A1 sauce. Oh, I failed my art exam in grade 13. Uh, I... I I can't believe I became an artist. I, f I got 23, but A1 sauce, I just remembered. I, I wrote a letter to the company. I loved it so much. <laughs> and they sent me um, a case of it. <laughs> That's true. So anyway, you mix the ingredients a little at a time, cook outdoors in large kettles, use squirrels in seasons. I actually feed squirrels. I love squirrels. One dozen squirrels to each 100 gallons. And then at the end, they put a rabbit's foot in. <laughs> anyway, and I was bitten by a raccoon because I saw that was in the, uh, in the program. Sorry. I, I had a few uh, glasses of wine, and I, I touched his nose, and he bit me. <laughs> it's true. Susan Fothergill. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. I forgot the question. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought you were going to leave, so I was trying to block you. Um, uh, so are there, are there any questions? Uh, yes, yes, you, sir, yes. How long did it take to eat a case of A1 sauce? How long did it take to eat a case of A1 sauce is the question. Uh, that lasted for... Oh, I have to come up there. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Okay. See, that's what they're there to help. They're there to help and to startle. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you, by the way, for being here, because we're all in it together. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I really have uh, never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> um, it lasted for a long time, and I did share it with other people in the family and um, friends. But I did have a huge chunk of chocolate once that someone gave me, because I love chocolate, but that only lasted three months. <laughs> I really... And did you, did you share that with friends, or is that just like a... I shared it with my kids sometimes, but no, mostly I, I eat it. Hi. So there you... <laughs> is it, yeah, it took uh, quite a long time to use up all the A1, A1 yeah. All right, okay, so it goes, it goes slower than chocolate. That's what we, that's what we know. Yes, uh, yes, you, ma'am, yes. Were you in the habit of writing letters uh, to companies appreciating their food? The question... The question is whether you use this strategy, sorry to repeat for the people in the back, whether that same strategy we use for, for foods other than A1 steak <laughs> sauce. Did you try to get other foods? By um, no, but I did, I always, I wrote a lot when I was young because when I grew up, people wrote letters. So if there was something I saw, I appreciated it. And because I did write letters, one horrible winter, they're all the same, really. Well, <laughs> they're beautiful. I love winter, but sometimes the storms are horrible and you want to stay in, and there was a, a package at the door, and yeah. it was all tattered. The only thing that was left was a bit of string, brown paper, and my name and address. Mm. 
and it was about a three-inch thick book on yoga from Pondicherry in India. And I had written somebody uh, um, who'd, who was uh, one of the contributors to the book about Edie Sedgwick. Okay. Yeah, so I wrote to this person and said I liked uh, what the, the person said, so I assumed after thinking about it for months that it must have been from him because <laughs> I didn't know anybody else in India. Okay. Well Wait, uh, no, no, that's fair. Okay, so, so. I think it came so from the like ashram in Pondicherry, but. Um, from the from someone who wrote a book about Edie Sedgwick. But Cedric, I wrote a lot you, of you letters. Sent, you sent him a letter. So it was just like so. So basically, so just to get a clearer picture here, so you would see, you would encounter something. Translate. You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, I like th this. this sauce or this book about Edie Sedgwick. Right. I will write. Um, the 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 A1 Corporation or the guy who wrote the book about Edie Sedgwick or whatever. But you'd do that with like anything that you'd be like. I'm not sure what another example would be, but you'd be like... Okay, I'm then when my daughter wanted to be Queen Elizabeth. She right, was so two and a half. Right. And um, that made my ex-husband really angry because he was against the British Empire. <laughs> but she was just a kid, so I made her an outfit, and she used to go to school, and, right. I, and the beautiful outfit cut out of my old prom dress. <laughs> so I wrote, when the Queen was coming to town, I wrote and said my daughter would like to meet the Queen. So they sent a reporter and Boris Primo, and my daughter had her picture in the paper. But I do believe in thanking people or asking things, not being rude, but just being sincere and writing to people. They appreciate it. And there are so many people, all of us here probably, we love to hear from people who appreciate what we're doing. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's fair. Every, every once in a while, someone writes an email saying they like trampoline hall, and I, I send them, I send them steak sauce or a book about, <laughs> or, or a book about yoga. <laughs> they, they, they don't know, they don't know where it came from. Uh, yes, you, sir. Yes. What's it like to have a birthday on Christmas? Yeah. I like it. I pretend that the whole world celebrates it. Well, mo a lot of the world, a lot, I, without getting into differences. But it's quiet. And uh, over the world, there's usually a, a ceasefire, or there used to be. There's usually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, that's true. I don't get enough presents. That's true. Um, uh, 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 okay, you, not you, you. Yes, you in the back. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you were speeding in your car, how is it that the policeman on foot was able to catch you? <laughs> <laughs> so the question for those in the back is, how did a policeman on foot catch you when you were speeding in your car? Okay, well, I was, say I was here, and at the back of the room, I could see him running out. So that far away, and I'm still going, and I almost passed him. And then I realized that he was at, because I looked in my rear view mirror. He was off at the side with one of those, um, what do you call those, the detector? The d I think they call it the detector. Okay. <laughs> I think he's a detective, and that's a detector. <laughs> and then you're the detected. It's just a really simple... I don't know what's it called. It's a speed a speed gun. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess so. A radar gun. A okay, yeah. A speed gun. Don't laugh. So they call it a speed gun in some parts of the country. So he had that, and he and he was. That's why. Yeah. So that story they holds up. They did have a car, though. They had a car. <laughs> were, you like, were you like trying to be like Encyclopedia Brown? Were you like that? Wait, that doesn't make sense. A car is faster than a police officer. I don't believe your story. I was chased by a police but car, it though. Adds up. Another time. Were you on foot or were you also in a I car? I was in the car and I, I didn't have my seatbelt on. And he chased me with a siren. That seems like that. It seems like it defeats the purpose because he was like, that could cause an accident. Oh, yeah. He was, he was mean. Yeah. Actually. 
Yeah, that seems Because I had a very sore shoulder, and I ended up a year later going to court, and I did have all the paperwork, but he was really trying to uh, make it seem like I was lying. Right. But I, I Like this guy. Did he look a little like that guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'm not, I won't interrupt anymore. Did you, have, you had a question. Yeah, what's your question? Yeah, I'm just wondering about the details of being bitten by a squirrel. Oh, the raccoon. The raccoon. Oh, bitten by, sorry, some more about being bitten by the raccoon specifically. There's something you want to know? I don't know. Just what kind of medical... <laughs> what kind of medical treatment did you get or... I had... Did it run away? No, because I knew I knew him. <laughs> so I went out in my backyard, and, and I've known them since they were babies. And I've had one... Uh, look, I'll tell you what changed. I, I was very foolish to do that, and I thought, you're a very foolish woman. Don't put your hand near a raccoon's mouth anymore. <laughs> Because his mother had taken, I'd had an almond once, and I put it there, and she took it like that, okay? Right. So this other night, I was, it was after midnight, and I had wine, no, food in this hand and wine in this hand, and then I put my wine down, and I went to touch the raccoon's nose, and he, oh, he bit me, oh, God. I had to get anti-rabies shots, and I had two here, two here, and then for... Five weeks, I guess. I had them in the eye. But that was, I, I learned a big lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, so, everyone, just a bit, so every one of these stories changes you in some way. Like yeah. the, you get bitten by a raccoon and I you're like, oh, I won't, I'll do this to avoid getting bitten by raccoons in the future. Yeah, like that's yeah. the way in which it changed you. And he still came to the door every night. But um, uh, then I asked the doctor, I was so embarrassed. And, and he said he gets a couple, um, couple of people a month. <laughs> wait, the, doc the doctor gets a couple people a month. Yeah, with okay. raccoon bites. All right. Okay. And then I had to wait. F oh, the serum, though, that's really awful. They take it from uh, people, the anti-rabies serum. So I had to research that. And I felt a little people? squeamish about that because even though they go through all the, um, the um, heat process, they do everything they can to make sure that the, uh, the anti-serum donors are clean of disease. How, what do they? What do they? I'm, they what take do they it. Do? It's they actually it, okay. What's it willingly, obviously, from people. It's not yeah. like. A I think it's usually. I I thought it was a really nice, healthy young man because I felt very. Um, for a few days, I felt really, very strong. <laughs> <laughs> and like like driving fast in your car without your seatbelt on. Yeah. yeah. So wait. So so what do they do? They it's take it from their process. blood. Like like people. What is it? Who do they get? Do they get it from people who have rabies Health. or people who can't get rabies or people who have oh, be, who have been bitten. Uh, so people who have gotten rabies and then they develop like an antibody and then they take yeah. their antibody yeah. and they give it to you and then you become strong. You yeah. Have the, you have the power? It only lasts a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. So you, can you potentially donate your? Yeah. Could you become? Could you be next in this like? Chain I don't letter? want to, but I could. I guess I could. But and then it only lasts five years. I thought, well, then if I ever travel somewhere and I'm bitten by a raccoon somewhere else or a wolf or whatever, <laughs> anything that has rabies, I thought I'd be good for life. So why? But do it you only lasts five years. Why even avoid raccoons now? If you're like, like go ahead, boom, 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 like I don't, it's nothing to me. Boom, boom, go ahead, bite me again. Like, aren't you like? Well, I'm one of them. 
<laughs> I have their um, DNA in me, don't I? You have, do you have the raccoon? What do you, you have? The do I think bit? so. <laughs> Is this like the Spider-Man origin? You mean like you have you have their powers? You yeah. can eat any garbage. You can you can open you can open cans. You're not very afraid of people. Like what? But I is it true? Do you have you don't become? I have magic powers. You know. All right. Yeah. All right. Like a raccoon. I can open the garbage can lid. Yes. You can open a garbage can lid. I can. <laughs> Mysteriously. And I can eat scraps. <laughs> you can eat scraps. All right. All right. Fair enough. I won't. I won't question that. Um, all right. Uh, yes. Uh, I ask a question. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes, you. Yes. Yes, you. Thank you. That was a thing in this story. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. <coughs> so, so the question was the question was, the question was that there was a story where it was like, yeah, I failed art in grade thirteen, and A one sent me a case of sauce. Oh, yeah. And some of us are unclear what the word "and" indicates oh. in that story. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Um, was there, was there I think that it or? means that I was very uh, disinterested in the academic, the um, written part of it, and uh, I studied at the beach. I wrote letters. I listened to music. I, no, I just remember writing a lot of letters and and not studying. And so, sort of what you did instead was engage. It was with more the important. World. Like as an artist, you engage with. Yeah. The world and the sauces that it, that yeah. it has, <laughs> rather I than the dry it academic. It was definitely more important at the time. Yeah. All right. Okay. There we go. Yes. Yes. You, ma'am. Yes. Yes. I I've never been married, <laughs> and I was born with that name. And um, yeah, that's it. All <laughs> right. Let's end. Let's end with that name, ladies and gentlemen, Thank Susan you. Fothergill. Trampoline Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by Margot Williamson. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Kate Bars is our coordinating producer, and our podcast intern is Quinton Bradshaw. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. If you enjoyed the podcast, it really helps us out if you leave a rating or positive review on iTunes. Thanks. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.